Hello and welcome to the Fools on Schools podcast. My name is Kevin Walker, and as always, I'm joined by my co-stars Anthony Council and Cullen Brown. Today is Wednesday, March 16th, a.k.a. Austin 316 Day. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Thank you so much for letting us be a part of your day. If you have a great time and don't mind, please do post us, share us, or tell others about us. If you don't like what you hear, then simply tell no one. Today is National Freedom of Information Day. And Colin, Anthony, I don't know about y'all, but I do think we do quite, have quite a bit of uh, information to uh, to spread today. Oh, yeah, for sure. Also, we have some information on our feet. We're all wearing slides. Yeah, we are. I think that's pretty cool. That was, that was not <laughs> planned at all either. But, well, it's freedom of information. Yeah, yeah it's freedom of there. information. It's I out mean, there. spring break, I didn't feel like wearing shoes today. So Yeah, I mean, we all kind of rushed to the studio over here today, ready to record a podcast. And uh, yeah, freedom of information is kind of important for what we're studying and hoping yeah. to make a career in. So Oh, for sure. And there's Very a great lot of, today. There's a lot of information we got today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, as y'all might know, if you are avid listeners, then we did miss last Friday. Uh, we just had a lot of stuff going on, some weather implications and stuff like that. But we are back and better than ever today. Got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Uh, I mean, I mean, everything from Tom Brady is back. I mean, baseball's back. Baseball's back. I mean, we got a lot of stuff coming back. We got high scoring in the NBA and. In the second hour, we are going to be making our picks for this year's March Madness bracket. Duh, duh, duh. Yeah, it's right. time. It's it, time. Oh, it is. It is absolutely time. So, but today joining us for the first segment, we are going to be talking about baseball and everything that implies we are going to be bringing in one of Colin's buddies, a friend of the show, uh... Colin, do you want to introduce him? Ladies and gentlemen of the Fools on Stools podcast, please help me welcome Mr. <laughs> Brendan Carson to the Fools on Stools podcast. Everybody give him a round of applause. Welcome in, Brendan. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, Brendan, we've got a lot of, to talk about today. Obviously, the main thing is baseball is back. After 99 oh. days, baseball is returning. New collective bargaining agreement is reached. Brendan, can you kind of just go through the details of the collective bargaining agreement and what it means for both the MLB and the players? I sure can. And like you said, 99 days, it was a long one for us baseball fans, let me tell you. I mean, they really should have just made it 100 just for the heck of it. (laughs) True. Just to give everyone more of a heart attack? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like you said, kind of jumping through it, uh, there quite a bit was covered within that 99 days. Uh, one of the big things that they covered was just the threshold of money when it comes down to it. You have uh, $230 million in 2023, and it's going to peak at $244 million in the final year of this agreement. And then, of course, they're just going to have to go back again and start negotiating all over again, which everyone loves. Uh, new penalty tiers now. So introducing new penalty tiers. Uh, it starts at $60 million past the threshold. And then the highest tiers uh, used to sit $40 million above the threshold. Uh, but good thing for players now too that they're able to get minimum salary now seven hundred thousand and it's going to peak at seven hundred eighty thousand in the final year of that agreement. And then again, they're going to renegotiate uh, within the preamble pool. You're looking at that bonus of fifty million 
postseason format, another big change that they got going on there, 12 teams, that's going to start in 2023. Another thing that's also going to start in 2023 is going to be that shift band. It's going to be interesting to see how a lot of players are going to react to that and how that defensive game is going to have to change up a lot. Another thing, too, kind of help with pace of play, you got the pitch clock that's going to be implemented. That'll be something, too, that pitchers are going to have to learn to kind of help speed up that game since people like to say baseball is a slow game, working on that. We also have the universal DH. It's another big one there. That way pitchers don't have to hit because some of the pitchers out there are some of the worst batters you could ever see. Ain't that the truth. And then finally, the last thing, you're looking at ads on uniforms. Now with that, they don't have a confirmed date yet. Yeah, of course. And I'm going to go ahead and touch on some of the things that uh, you left on there. They also added um, any prospect who finishes first or second in the year's race for uh, Rookie of the Year um, will have considered played a year and will not be eligible for the next year following, even if they've only played half the season or et cetera, et cetera. I would probably deem this as the Randy Rosarena effect. Um, for those who don't know, Randy Rosarena came in to play for Tampa Bay two years in a row and was a finalist for Rookie of the Year twice. Um, and everybody was kind of upset about it because he had already played and not an entire year, but he had played a major, you know, a good part of that year, especially in that postseason season for the Rays. Um, and also for the MVP race and the Cy Young, uh, the finalists in the top five will um, have counted for a year. So that was another thing. Um, and then the inter- international draft is still yet to be decided on. They're going to come back and meet on that July 25th. Um, and then they've implemented a draft lottery as well. So, uh, Brennan, what are your what are your thoughts on what they agreed on? Man, I mean, honestly, when we're looking at it, it's mostly about the players. And, I, I mean, the players need to get paid their dues, especially between all the issues that they've had with the minor league baseball teams and issues the players have suffered there tremendously. I mean, it's it's time players get to. I mean, they're the product of the owners. Last time I checked, I got a game for the players to watch them play, not to see how the owner runs the team. Preach. Yeah, I, total, I definitely agree with that. No no problems on this side from that. Uh, and, no, and then, then – I know that they've talked. They as of right now, we have an expanded postseason of twelve teams. I know that they've kind of flirted with the idea of making that a fourteen-team expansion. What are your thoughts on that? You know, I'm all for it if it makes it more competitive. I mean, that's the big thing too, and it gives other teams a chance to actually get in there. Especially because a lot of those, I mean, you have you have a lot of places out there that are really competitive, like the AL West, for example. I mean, you got the Astros, Mariners, A's, Angels. And you, you, you got a lot of strong competition in some of those, and it's given those chances to those teams that also deserve a chance. And, you know, maybe the Mariners will finally break that drought. Yeah, uh, we'll see about that. Uh, you, <laughs> you did mention uh, a lot of basically everything that's included into the CBA uh, that's new going into either next year or in 2023. Could you just talk about, in your opinion, what's your favorite thing that was included into the CBA? Man, I mean, one of the, like I said, one of the things is that minimum salary. I mean, just really giving those players what they need. But also, I mean, I I personally not like the shift too much right now, and so I'm all for the shift ban, especially when you have like Manny Machado that's normally supposed to be at third. All of a sudden, he's all the way out there in like right field. I, I personally have a problem with something like that. I'm all for, hey, let's get some hits out there. Let's make the game a little bit more offensive competitive. So I think that shift ban is really going to help gear the game towards a more offensive mindset which is what we want, right? People want to go to baseball games. They want to see hits. They want to see 
the deep balls out there in the outfield or home runs or even just contact hits where you're getting on base. Yeah. I mean, chicks dig dig the long ball, as they say. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And then uh, the last thing, last thing I'll have to say on the CBA, uh, I know I I touched on a little bit earlier, but they implemented this draft lottery. And I know a lot of people uh, in the league and a lot of owners were complaining about, you know, the the tanking in in baseball. You know, it's been going on for a long time. Um, Different teams have tanked for certain prospects and just kind of, you know, getting to that. But they've implemented, like I said earlier, the draft lottery, which basically the top six or the, the top six, a.k.a. the bottom six teams um, have a 16.5% chance of getting uh, one of those prospects. So what are your thoughts on this draft lottery, and do you think it'll truly help the help getting rid of the tanking in baseball? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think it will. I mean, that's one of the big things, too. Like, if you think about the NFL and, like, all the rumors right now with Miami and all that going on, I mean, that's one thing I think for sure it'll help. If you're not having almost like a guaranteed pick and it's more of a lottery, at that point you're going to actually try a little bit harder especially to try to make sure you're not either dead last because it's not for sure. Right. So at that point, yeah, I'm going to want to be more competitive with my team versus me just going, oh, you know, we're already sucking this year. Let's just tank anyways to get a get a better draft pick. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I know you're a huge baseball fan, and I know Kevin is too. Um, what do you think is the biggest thing that baseball fans can look forward to this season, even though the season is shortened? Man, you know, honestly, just with all the trades that have been going on around the league right now, you have so many new players on different teams and just so many restructures that have been happening. It's going to be real exciting to watch all these new teams out there. Yeah, I definitely agree. And actually, with that, let's go ahead and uh, transfer over to all the free agency moves and all the trading and all the stuff that's been going on. Uh, I got some I got some, uh, some notables right here in front of me, so... Kind of the big ones was, um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I would say the big ones and some that kind of came out of left field. Um, Matt Chapman went to the Blue Jays. Uh, you know, we had a little bit of a first baseman frenzy still waiting um, on the decision from Freddie Freeman. But the Braves went ahead and got a deal with Matt Olson, um, So they'll be moving on. Uh, you know, Freddie Freeman's in, in the race with, you know, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, you know. Some other teams are in that mix. Uh, Anthony Rizzo signed with the Yankees. Um, and we got some pitchers going some places. Kershaw went back to the Dodgers. Uh, Joe Kelly is going to the White Sox. Chris Bassett is going to the Mets. So the Mets are, you know, I, the, a lot of people have been talking about, you know, the <laughs> the whole threshold of a, of a cap, per se. Um, and the, I think they're calling it the Steve, Co- what do they call the Cohen tax or something like that? Um, I think I've heard that too. Yeah. The Mets are blowing past it, and they're just going all in. And I'm all for it. I would. I want all the team. You got. Bi- you got billions on billions on billions. Spend that money, get that team. The Mets are really building up their aces. Really building up. Um, another team that really went out and is trying to get busy this year is, you know, the Giants. They went out. They got Carlos Rondon, and they got. Uh, um. Oh boy. Who am I thinking of? They just they just made another signing not too long ago. Colin, would you mind getting on that for me? The Giants, you said. Yes, they just they just pulled off an, uh, another sign. I can't remember it off the top of my head though. Um, and you know, speaking of Universal DHs, as we did earlier, uh, Nelson Cruz is going to the Nationals. Uh, Eddie Rosario is back with the Braves. 
And then I guess this one would I would say is kind of out of left. You well, got some the coming? most the most well the most recent for the Giants is they signed Jock Peterson. Oh, that's what yeah, that's who I was thinking okay. of then. Yeah, Jock Peterson. Yeah, I didn't do a one year deal. Yeah, so I didn't have yep. time to put that in there. But uh, I mean, there's a lot of action. There's still a good amount of time left. Um, you know, Matt Chapman with the Blue Jays, all that. But there's also some players who are waiting. Uh, Carlos Correa. You know, he's kind of up up there. Probably some would say the number one, uh, number one player waiting on a deal right now. Houston's trying to redo a deal to present to him, but he's also in the mix for the Yankees, the Cubs, and some other teams. Uh, Trevor Story's a hot shortstop on the market as well. Along with uh, Chris Bryant, or not Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant already signed, didn't he? Yes, Chris, he did with Chris the Bryant Rockies. Got paid with the Rockies. Yeah, yeah he got paid. So you know, a lot of teams still. Uh, a lot of teams really getting in the mix this year. Yeah. Zach Greinke's still, I think, available too. Uh, no, he signed. So did he? Oh, okay. This article's old then. He, I believe, he signed. And that's that's the tough thing keeping up with this stuff. It is, it is happening as fast as we can report it. You know. So, I mean, what what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I know you talked on it earlier when Anthony asked you about, um, you know, what, you know, what and you talked about, you know, how it's the frenzy and everything, you know, everything's kind of going everywhere and teams are getting all these different things. I want to, I don't want to talk this entire time. So, I mean, y'all, y'all tell me what y'all are thinking on this. I mean, this is, this is some pretty great stuff for baseball with, uh, with the drought that we've had. Man. Yeah. I mean, when you're talking about the craziness that's been going on, I mean, you look at the Yankees alone. And look at that restructure that they've been doing to that team alone. I mean, you have Connor Falafa that they brought in. Like you said, Anthony Rizzo. I mean, they're really working on that infield is one thing, I think, just to try to improve. Yeah. No. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brendan. Another thing, too, is like I said, Chris Bryant. I mean, man, he went and got paid from the Rockies. Like I said, seven years, 182 mil, also a no-trade clause with that. Yeah, I mean, you huge. have some of these players going out there getting their money and power to them. I mean, Carlos Correa. And then Freddie Freeman, too. I mean, the reason why some of these guys are waiting to sign with the team is because I mean, they're looking for that paycheck that they deserve. I mean, these guys are some of the best of the best out there, and they're looking for it. I mean, shoot, Freddie Freeman's jersey needs to be retired. At, at <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Marin. Uh, so, Brennan, I, I, so we have talked about the moves a little bit. Um, I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball at you in terms of just your opinions on this stuff. Mm-hmm. If you could give me your favorite move, your least favorite move, and then your sleeper move. Of so far of the MLB offseason? That's a man, great question. That is. Man, I, I, I mean, that, like I said, the Rockies picking up Chris Bryant. I mean, him out there playing on that course field, hitting those bombs. I mean, out there in Colorado, that's the place to do it. So, I mean, I think he'll have a blast out there for a while. I think the big issue, though, is, I mean, Rockies and the competitiveness has kind of been an issue for him for some years. So, I mean, it, it was a good pickup, though, 100% by him. Uh, I mean... The Matt Olson with Atlanta kind of threw me off. I'm gonna be honest there with you. I thought for sure Freddie Freeman was gonna stay, but um, Yankees man, a lot of people and some of the Yankees nation have been hating on Connor Falefa. But man, let me tell you something. That man has a glove and he's a great contact hitter. Yep. Picked up a great guy for that team and what they're needing out there. I think he's gonna really help move the bases around. And I mean, like I said, he's able to move quick to the ball. He's able to get that release off to where he needs to and make accurate throws as well. Great pickup for him. Awesome, Anthony. You got something? So, so, so I know there's a lot of contracts that that are going on, and I know I know when usually when players sign these big contracts, and you know they sign to these great teams, and and they play a season. You know, sometimes it doesn't go as well. Which contract do you think is going to you know shoot someone in the foot or shoot a team in the foot 
um, either this year or even the ones that have, you know, long, um, long-term contracts for, you know, seven years, five years, three years, which contract do you think is going to shoot a team in the foot? Uh, you know, it might honestly be the Blue Jays with Matt Chapman. Really? Yeah, you know, I just, he, don't get me wrong, he, he's a great player, awesome guy. I just think with that Blue Jays and what they're really trying to do, especially with some of the big hitters that they have out there, and that team style, I mean, you got Vladdy Jr., you got Bo Bichette, I mean, just, just how that batting lineup is in general. I mean, Matt Chapman was an interesting pickup with it, in my opinion. But, I mean, I could be wrong, and power to me if I'm wrong. I mean, Blue <laughs> Jays are one of those teams that I have on my list on definitely need to watch for the year as well. Okay, so you just touched on it. You're kind of already projecting towards the uh, – season that's about to start here in mid-April. Uh, could you kind of give us your insight of who you think might be some of the top teams to look for come October time? Maybe for the oh, World yeah. Series? I mean, if, if the Astros can definitely sign Cray again, I mean, I'd be I'd watch the Astros-Braves again, honestly. Two solid teams out there. Also, not to mention, I mean, like we were talking about earlier, the Mets going out there getting money. I mean, you got DeGrom, Scherzer. I mean, that, that bullpen itself, that's going to be a mean bullpen for teams to have to face out there. Not to mention, I mean, the A's, I mean, they've been working on it, too. I'd, I'd keep an eye on the A's, and like I said, Blue Jays are going to be a fun team to watch out there. Yeah, it's been. I think it's been a while since the Blue Jays have been in uh, in contention for really any, anything. But, I mean, I mean, I, I just with how much we talked about baseball and how much it's on the downfall and all the all this stuff that was happening in baseball that was, you know, killing the game and the drought and the, and the CBA weight and everything – this is the best possible thing for baseball. The attention, oh. the craziness. I mean, baseball needs this so bad. And all the things that they agreed on in the CBA, I am very excited for and I'm very happy. And I think that this could really turn things around for baseball. Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, like, like we were talking about, I mean, all the agreements that they came upon, it's making the players a lot more happy. And in turn, when you have happy players... You're- I mean, they're going to help produce more, right, which is going to be more entertaining for us fans. And then, I mean, one more thing, too, that I forgot to mention on Team to Watch. I Honestly, keep an eye on the Rangers, man. I know last year they didn't do too great, but the moves they've been making, the money they've been spending, it's going to be a night and day difference on that team, let me tell you. Okay, so you you just mentioned the Rangers. Uh, me and you have personally gone to some Ranger games. You mm-hmm. are a Rangers fan. Um, Absolutely. I want you to give us your just – you know, as unbiased as you can be, because I, I get it, we're all fanatics and sports fans, so it's very hard to do that. Give us your unbiased analysis of the Rangers' outlook for this upcoming season and what you would like to see more of moving forward. So, I mean, here's the thing. If we're lucky, if we're lucky, it'll be like a wild card kind of thing, right? But honestly, it's it's the first year for this new team. So I think people need to kind of tamper down a lot of these high expectations some people are having for them. you got to remember, their first year, basically. Think of it as a new team, right? Guys got to learn how to play with each other and everything like that. We're going to do way better than last year, don't get me wrong. I mean, only 60 wins and 102 losses. It's, it's hard to do much worse than that. Fair enough. And with the talent that they have alone and some of the prospects they have coming up too, it's a team to keep an eye on long term. Yeah. Now, what would uh... – if you had to, because you mentioned the AL West, how tough of a division it's going to be this upcoming uh-huh. season. Are they competing for the division? Are they looking more or less for like a wild card playoff spot? What are you? What are your expectations for the Rangers? 
like I said, I mean, it, it's a wild card spot for sure. I mean, okay. honestly, I give the AL West to the Astros this year again. I mean, they've kept pretty much the same team. And you have Verlander coming back from his surgery. Whoo, I'm telling you. So as a Rangers fan myself, I I say that the Rangers just need to go out and get pitchers on pitchers on pitchers on pitchers. Do you agree with that? Oh, 100%. They've never wanted pitchers, and I don't. And that's just the mindset of ownership is we're so scared to pay for pitchers in case they get hurt, which, you know, I get it, but the way to win games and to be more defensive competitive is to have good pitching. Who do you think the Rangers uh, ace is right now? <sighs> right now, probably Dunn is probably the best one. Say that, say that one more time. I think you might have cut out. I'm sorry. I said Dunn probably is going to be our best one out there. Gotcha. So the Rangers did have a high draft pick. Uh, the kid from Vanderbilt uh, was a leader. Was lighter. Lighter. Jack lighter. Lighter. Excuse me. I mm-hmm. mispronounced his name. Uh, can you talk about kind of his expectations for his season? If is he going to be on the the Rangers opening day roster? Or is he going to be having to go through the minors and then work his way up? I, I don't. Think? Oh, he's he's got to work his way up. Yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't think he'll be on the All roster right. this year. Okay. No. Um, yeah. Now, now, again, he's one of the prospects to watch. I have him as one of my prospects. Sam Huff and Josh Jones. And when Josh Young comes back from that surgery, man, he's going to go through real quick, probably with the Express, get back in that baseball group, bump him right back to third. Fair enough. All right. Well, Brandon, thank you for joining us on the on, on this topic of baseball. It's finally great to be talking about baseball again and not being depressed about it. I think you can agree with that. Yeah, this definitely, oh, <laughs> this definitely won't be the last time we're talking about it. And I uh, hope to have you on in the future, Brendan. Absolutely, guys. Hey, thanks for having me. Not a problem. Yep, and that is Brendan Carson, fellow fan of the Fools on Stools podcast, one of the day one listeners. Boys, what'd you think? I think it was great. I, like I said, I just am glad that we can talk about baseball again without being upset. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we've talked about baseball before, but not MLB. I mean, you went on your little soapbox last podcast about— We're just going to pretend that didn't happen, okay? Well, you know. It was, but, it was yeah, baseball. but we're gonna forget. It. Okay, we're yeah, gonna forget it. Okay, yeah. cool. But, Sounds great. Um, <laughs> but some some big news uh, that is not baseball related. Uh, the seven time Super Bowl champ and uh, you know three time AP MVP. Brady's back. Just don't. I mean, don't even introduce Tom Edward I mean, Patrick. He Brady doesn't. Do he doesn't need an introduction, he, he, Anthony. He, he it's does. Tom freaking Brady. Okay, I mean, he he does. He is he, back. He, he's the goat. It's he, and, Tom and Brady. Back. Okay, he's the goat. Pay some respect to the greatest of all time. Okay, but when you say Tom Brady, everybody already knows the accolades. Okay, Kevin, for the people who don't listen to the Fools on Stools podcast and is sleeping under they, a rock, they may have been. Okay, Tom Brady is back. Tom Brady is back, and Kevin is freaking out that Tom Brady's back. He's so happy Tom Brady's back. <laughs> no, I am freaking out because of the freaking Mavericks. I know we're going to get to NBA later, but the freaking Mavericks just beat the Brooklyn Nets on an insane Spencer Dinwiddie three. All right, this isn't a live show. We got to focus on with the topic Sorry. at hand. Apologize. Uh, I got a little we'll get to basketball. After yeah, we'll get football. to that. But like I said, Tom Brady's back after forty days of being in retirement. He decides to come back and with you know quote unquote unfinished business. I don't know what unfinished business. <laughs> what unfinished <laughs> business does that mean, Cullen? Not winning a Super Bowl or not winning a Super Bowl before you're retired. I guess. Or throwing a touchdown while uh, Jalen Ramsey is, is uh covering someone. I listen, so it was uh posted on Instagram him talking to so- international soccer star Cristiano Ronaldo 
And they were sitting there, they were chatting. I think his son was on the pitch. Uh, Brady had been in attendance for Ronaldo's Manchester United game. And Ronaldo was like, you're finished, right? And Brady kind of just looked like, eh, even though he had been retired for up to this point, he looked like he wasn't really committed. He shortly thereafter announced that he is returning to football and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, this, to me, uh, is not shocking. It's not like crazy huge because, I mean, we all just saw Tom Brady go out and throw for the most yards in the league, most completions. I believe it was the most touchdowns, too, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Most just... And, you know, he's sitting there, right, and he's like, I wanted to play till 45. He, he will turn 45 in August, so he'll sit there and c- complete that goal that he kind of set out for himself however many years ago when he said it. And... I, I think, honestly, Brady, whenever you've gotten to that point where you're like an all-time great, you have the right to determine when you want to go out. Now, he may have thought he could have been like, you know, he thought he, you know, with his wife and everything that like, hey, maybe this was time. And he sat there for 40 days, and based on those 40 days, he kind of had some self-reflecting and all this other stuff, and he just kind of sat there and thought, you know what? I'm not done yet. I, I got longer. one more ride than me. It felt longer than 40 days, or is that just me? No, I mean, it's... It's, I mean, it was, it was short. It probably felt like forever for him. I think you were just soaking up in the fact that he was retired. Maybe it lasted longer for you. I Honestly, I mean, I'm kind of glad he came back. I mean, whenever you play at that caliber, now, of course, you know, we here at the Fools on Stools preach mental health. So if you don't feel like you can play, then don't play, you know, obviously. But if you feel like you can play and you were the, as competitive as Tom Brady is, and I mean, the probably the most well-oiled machine human there has ever been and just constant competitiveness and just you can't go out doing that good and not you know crave more that's true that's true i mean look the two best players on the planet right now in their respected sports um or even leagues is tom brady and lebron james at that age at that age at that age cullen okay i know stop it (laughs) i I saw the eyes okay they raised whenever i said that at that age Tom Brady and LeBron James are the two best at what they do, period. At 30-something and at 40-something for Tom. It's 37 for LeBron. 37, yep. 45. I mean, it's 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 incredible, you know? I I, I think I heard uh, Tom Brady was watching the Lakers game and watching LeBron James, and he dropped like 50 one game, and he was like, okay, I'm coming back. <laughs> yeah. I'm coming back. Because I'm, I'm I'm the greatest of all time. Period. And he is. Thank yeah. you, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. No. And listen. And he's one of the greats too. Yes. Also, Ronaldo, at his advantage. Yeah, you're right. Because you know when when goats talk, yeah. you know, you know, they they, they, they like the they, goat talk. They hear each other. Oh, yeah. they do. They, they do. It's like, oh, you're you're leaving. You you sure? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Ronaldo's not sitting there talking that late after the game with oh, just anybody. No. Oh no. And no. not just any conversation either. Like, oh, you're... I can't believe that Tom Brady was just sitting in the middle of the stands though. That too. No, I mean he was. You know, he's sitting there. He's uh, he was being a fan. Yeah. You think he's? You think he's as big? internationally as he is in the United States. <laughs> not, not as big internationally, no. no like, way. Ronaldo's well, more well-known around the world than Tom Brady is, yeah. but, like, Ronaldo knows who Tom Brady is. Isn't Ronaldo the most followed Instagram, Instagram athlete? Instagram athlete. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's like 300 million Ronaldo, or something like that. Ronaldo couldn't just go into a game and just stand there in the stands. Like, too many people would know who he is. That's true. But, listen. That is very true. Getting back to Tom Brady. I'm going to throw <laughs> We did go on a Ronaldo. We I'm, did kind of go on a Ronaldo tangent right there. I'm going to say something and I need y'all to just hold in y'all's emotions Uh-oh. until you I know until I get it done. You know it's going to be hard for me. I know, but I'm, I'm Anthony, I'll try, I'll I'm try but you. I'm not making any promises. I'm listen, I'm just going to go over 
because I'm going to credit Field Yates with this tweet. You say something about a Super Bowl? Oh, my gosh. Last nine seasons, Tom Brady. Oh. 2013, lost playoff game. 2014, won a Super Bowl. Oh, no. Oh. 2015, lost Dang. playoff game. 2016, won a Super Bowl. 2017, lost playoff game. No. 2018, won Super Bowl. Stop 2019, it. lost playoff game. 2020, won Super Bowl. 2021, lost a playoff game. 2022 question mark question mark okay. question mark okay Get but he's it. never retired and then came back so we need to see the trend for that retired came back won a super <laughs> bowl is... retired came back won a super bowl retired came back won a super bowl all i'm saying is field yates was speaking facts right this there. is what's gonna happen he's gonna come in okay day one okay first game he's gonna wear number 45 okay, <laughs> okay. he's gonna wear number 45 and he's gonna play all right he's he gonna have a couple touchdowns, you know, throw a couple yards, you know. It's, it's gonna be high. Tom gonna... Brady's never gonna have an insane game. It's always gonna be an accumulation of a great game after a great game after a great game after a great game, and then at the end of the season, he'll just break all the records. No, 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 no. <sighs> he gonna have a Jordan comeback moment because oh someone's God. gonna make fun of him, be like, yeah, you know, that that. I don't think anybody, don't Anthony. Well, I understand where you're trying to go with this, but I don't think. Anybody in sports is doubting Tom Brady coming back. It sounds like you are a little bit. I'm not. <laughs> I think he's going to come in and ball That sounds out. a little bit. Hey, hey. Tom Brady, when he does start the regular season, he will become the oldest quarterback to start a game in NFL history at age 45. I cannot wait. And not to mention. I'm most excited. <laughs> <laughs> he don't look excited. Uh, you know, yeah, Kevin's looking. I'm excited. I don't know why y'all are building up this perception that I am upset. Well, as the as the show's Tom Brady hater, and, not... the, and the fact that you sat there and you were getting upset when we were announcing Tom Brady's accomplishments, he wouldn't let Anthony get through his spiel. Right, I was because to do it's an intro. Tom freaking Brady. He doesn't need an introduction. He absolutely do we, does. Do we name, do, do we name out? One. He deserves it. Absolutely. Thank you, Anthony. Yes. Do we Thank name you. out all of Michael Jordan's accolades when we say his name? No. Yes, we do. The six-time NBA champion, yeah, defensive but... player of the year, finals MVP, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. He just, look, Tom Brady came back, See? right? And he's back in an NFC South that's it's not great. Like the Saints are oh, rebuilding. They're coming, the they're coming out of the South. The He's Panthers don't know what their future is. And then Matt Ryan and the Falcons haven't looked like themselves in quite some time. So that division looks very winnable for Tom Brady, even though the Bucks are going to be losing some of their talent and everything. <laughs> All I'm saying is if you win your division and you get to host a playoff game and you got Tom Brady as your guy, I, it's just like again it's one of those things that we keep sitting there and trying to rack our brain around it. at some point you just got to throw your hands up and just be like you know what Tom Brady like you said Kevin just do not bet against him just Look don't do it it's back to the same old don't bet against Brady and it's simple <laughs> but we're going to jump off of the Brady hold on wait hold on Anthony's got something to say hold on oh boy you got me chuckling because I don't want to talk about Brady like, like, look, the entire man, segment I'm just thinking right you I bet Matt Ryan got so mad when he realized that, <laughs> that Tom Brady's coming back. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's hey, Russ was, Russ was probably happy. He was like, oh, I got out of the NFC just in time. Hello. Yeah. Like, for real. And, bi hey, Big Ben's going to be like, oh, finally, I can enjoy my Hall of Fame speech. <laughs> I don't got to right. be underlined by Tom Brady. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But you were, as as you alluded to, the Carolina Panthers and the Saints over there. We're, we're going to talk about strictly football, but Deshaun Watson is now on the table for teams to look into um, because of the matters that, that occurred. Uh, they were dismissed in a criminal charge way. So 
teams are allowed to look into getting Deshaun Watson. Um, of those teams are the Panthers, the Saints, the Browns, which we'll get into that more later, um, and the Falcons. And the Falcons, which... And the Cleveland Browns. I already said the Browns. And the Houston Texans. And the Houston Texans are not in the run for Deshaun Watson. He does uh, not want to play. The well, they, no, but they're saying so. I'm I'm going to read you the team one week odds because I'm glad that you put that up. So plus three hundred is Carolina's the current favorite. As really? of as this was six hours ago when this came out. Plus four hundred is New Orleans Saints. Plus seven hundred is Atlanta Falcons. Uh, plus seven fifty is Cleveland Browns, and then plus eight hundred is he remains in the Houston Texans organization. That's more than like Seattle Seahawks, for example, or the Philadelphia Eagles, or some other team like that. For the record, the field, if it's just outside of any of these teams, is plus 500, so maybe it could be something like that. But the Houston Texans are listed there Which, for the record. Which, why, why would the Seahawks want out to go out and get them? I mean, they got Drew Locke. Yeah, exactly. Oh, All right. I mean, serious, is, I mean who serious, they serious talk on the uh, the podcast. You worry about your quarterback, for one. <laughs> um, but anyways, look, Deshaun I, could go to a number of different teams. My bet is he's going home to uh, Carolina. I he think play- he really. He I played th- at Clemson, uh, which is in the Carolinas and everything. They are the betting favorite. Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, the offensive mind of uh, Matt Rule. I think it could be very appealing to him. Okay, they're they're in South Carolina, Clemson. I, I just want you to know. It's I know, in, but yeah, but Clemson and excuse me, it's, the it's Carolinas in, in the north. It's, it's, it's still it's, it's, it's going it's in, quote unquote it, home. I, it, no, it's not. It's, it's, a it's in South Carolina. It's I, a stretch. I, I, I'm, it's, it's it's going I'm home. From North Carolina. I like the Family I like that you tried it. It's, it's, it's going home. But yeah, either way, I mean, move to this way. They don't matter. Talent he's going wise, to Cleveland. So. Talent. Wise, he's not going to Cleveland. He's going to Cleveland. He's not going to Cleveland. He's what? going to Cleveland. But, Why but, is he going to Cleveland, Kevin? Because Baker Mayfield's Baker, about to lose. Baker Mayfield's out because Baker Mayfield is out. Job. Okay. I will. I will pull up. Just because one thing happens doesn't mean one thing's gonna happen. He about to. Lose okay, when his you job. put out a tweet saying, "Hey, it's been nice knowing you," yeah, yeah. I'll see y'all on the other side. That doesn't yeah. mean Deshaun Watson's gonna be the one that replaces him. Okay, That's my wait. point. Oh yeah, because they're just gonna go out and get Jimmy Garoppolo, which is the most lateral move I've ever heard of. I mean, I've been hearing talks about that. I mean, hearing... Jimmy Garoppolo is definitely on the market, but no one is as hot on the market as Deshaun Watson right now, yeah. quarterbacks wise. Yeah, it is the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes right now for sure. I mean, he hasn't played in a couple seasons, so I'm, of all the things. But yeah, I'm just willing to bet that he's going to the NFC South. And if I had to pick one, I'm picking Carolina. How good do you think he'll be uh, coming right in? He ain't going nowhere in the AFC. I'll tell you that much. No, no, definitely not in the AFC. AFC which is stacked. Yeah, which is the reason why he wouldn't. They, the Texans are more likely or more trying to get him out of the AFC. I know that, but but you just said he wanted to go to Cleveland. Cleveland's in the AFC. I just. <sighs> But I gotta say, big ups for Russell Wilson going to the AFC though. Like I, yeah. I, I think that's a great move just because, he, you know, and he said it. He, he said, "I want to play with the best." Yeah. And those are like the best right now in the AFC. Okay, so this is what that division. This sure. is what. Oh yeah. As of right now, Cleveland quarterback Baker Mayfield put out on his own on his own social medias. Um, I'm not gonna read the entire thing, but this is um, a quote out of it. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, this is so it says this is not a message with hidden meaning. Uh, this is strictly to thank the city of Cleveland for embracing my family and me. We have made many 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 memories and shared growing in the process through all the ups and downs. I have no clue what happens next, which is the meaning behind the silence I've had during the duration of this process. And he goes on to thank Cleveland for everything that they've done, saying that. Cleveland will always be a part of his uh, life, um, and he just you know he doesn't 
He doesn't really know what's the next step, but he just it doesn't really look good for his future in Cleveland. Yeah, that Denona Denona was, you know, uh oh, watch out because <laughs> Baker Mayfield. It could be announced as soon as tonight where uh, yeah. the futures of both Baker and Deshaun Watson. Yeah, of course. Um, so, but I did, our speak, love probably after we stopped recording. Speaking of uh, the note, it was the first time I ever realized that Bacon, or excuse me, Bacon, Baker, <laughs> Baker Mayfield's middle name is Reagan. Yeah, I knew that. I did not know that. So I don't know that, why I knew that, but I knew that. I, I found that to be honest, the most interesting part of the note, because to be honest, Baker, um, y- your time may be up in Cleveland, and based on you putting that note out, kind of signals the fact that it might be the end. But it's Baker, over. Baker, it's. It, listen, you're 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 okay. Court, you're you're a nice guy. You're a nice set. You're a nice starting quarterback. Okay, before you start going into this, do you want Baker Mayfield quarterbacking your Seahawks? No. Okay, then why are you trying to tell him he's a good quarterback? No, I'm saying he's okay. He's like I'm good. just saying he's okay. So you would rather have Drew Locke over Baker Mayfield? Because we could tank and get a better quarterback next year's <laughs> draft pick. Absolutely. Instead of going mediocre with Baker Mayfield. Yes. Absolutely. I love the spirit. Love the spirit. Well, that's enough Baker Mayfield talk. Um, but I do think that how that all plays out will be interesting. We got some signings to talk about. Uh, as of the most recent big signing, Von Miller, he doesn't go back to the Rams. He ain't going back to Broncos country. He is going to the Bills. Bills Mafia is going to welcome Von Miller to a six-year, $120 million contract. Yeah, the defense just got a whole lot more lethal. Oh, it's scary. But talk about defense. Don't forget the Chargers. Chargers are out there getting busy. Khalil Mack. And everybody was like, whoa, that was yeah, that was a, I left field. Then they go scary, out, man. then they go out, they go get JC Jackson. Big signing. I think the Chargers are the winner of the offseason so far in terms of all the NFL teams. Like they they understand that Justin Herbert's on that rookie contract and they go They're A-game. trying to go out. They they went and got Khalil Mack, so you can't go double team Joey Bosa over there because you have to pay respect to Khalil Mack. True. And then they go get one of the best cornerbacks in the game in JC Jackson. And he's not old either. No, no he's young. No, and he need and yeah, he's twenty six years old, and he is about to. I mean, he just got paid in eighty two million dollars, eighty two and a half million dollars over five years. Chargers are making moves. They are realizing that it is an arms race over there in the AFC West with the Broncos getting Russell Wilson and Re- Randy Gregory over from the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the Raiders just signed uh, pa- pass rusher from uh, the Cardinals. Uh, Chandler Jones, I believe the name is. Yeah, Chandler Jones. Really good pickup for them, too. I mean, listen, you're, you're getting quarterbacks and you're getting pass rushers over there, and the Chargers did their part, also adding J.C. Jackson. They're the big winners in the offseason for me so far. Yeah, it's, it's, it's huge this offseason. I mean, I know we're still waiting on to see what Deshaun Watson is going to do. Um, I just think it's, you know, like you said, the Chargers did win. They're winning the um, offseason right now. It's just going to, let's just see how they do this season. We'll see. You know, they, they did miss out on the playoffs. Because so. I don't want to see another tie or, or I don't want to see the Raiders, you know, beat the Chargers and they're not in the playoffs. I want to see them like in, like in the right. race for a Super Bowl. Cause, well, right. I mean, a team that I think everybody should look out for is Miami. Miami is going out there and they are getting busy. They picked up, I think they kind of really started it all uh, as far as the free agency frenzy kind of thing. Uh they went out, they got uh they went out and got Chase Edmonds. And yeah. then the Cardinals went around and they signed James Carner. So 
you know, good respect on both ends. I think they're both very good running backs. Uh, and then they kept getting busy. They went out and they got, you know, you can rate the 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 signing however you want, but they got Cedric Wilson from uh, from from Dallas. And I mean, they've just been making they've been making some moves, uh, trying to show that they want they want they want better over there. And then um, then they go out and sign Cedric Wilson. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned him yet. I did. I said Cedric. Okay, Wilson. so Cedric Wilson, and then it was uh, Jeez, Colin. Maybe you listen to me. <laughs> oh, and it's, it's burst time, you know. Uh, anyways, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to look. Oh, they, so they signed Edmonds. They signed Connor Williams from Dallas too, for to a four, two year, fourteen million dollar deal, which I'm sure Dallas is happy about. Uh, that's I've mixed up the two Dallas names. Um, yeah. Um, thank you for getting him off of our team. <laughs> but but uh, we don't have any linemen anyway, so it don't really matter. Again, it's it'll be very interesting to see kind of how. Uh, the rest of the free agency period goes because there's still well, there's names still, to be signed. There's uh, still a lot of notable free agents that yeah. that that, were, that have been signed. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky is over in Pittsburgh land. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm I mean, so excited. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a, it kind of was out of left field. I have been saying New York, New York, New York, but I'm so happy. Hey. But uh, if so you think about it, if are we sure that Mitchell Trubisky's better than Mason? Well, Rudolph? hold on, are hold on. Are we sure that Mitchell Trubisky's better than Baker Mayfield? But hold well, on, I, that's well, not the question. I'm though. just saying, like I would rather have Baker in, in Pittsburgh. I'm just saying. Yeah. Sorry, Kev. Oh no, sorry, no. Yeah, yeah. You so, go ahead, Kevin. So, if you're Pittsburgh, this is good because you got Mitchell Trubisky. Okay. But you didn't sign him the much. So you can still go out and get Malik Willis in the draft like you want to. I, I, yeah, I would do that. So too. if if Malik Willis is not playing great, great, yeah, which you know is not the expectation for a rookie quarterback, I would say, right, right. then you have something to fall on. Yeah, because I mean, not every rookie quarterback is going to be, you know, like a superstar, you know. And they're not always going to fall right into the system. I mean, we saw that with kind of like the Chicago effect with Justin Fields and... Yeah, yeah. You know. that. What do you, what do you mean with it? What do you mean with Justin Fields? I mean, look. I'm just saying, like, like it's kind of like you have a, an average quarterback and then you have a really poten- a good potential starting rookie quarterback in your future. And I think the Pittsburgh's trying to do that. They also... I mean, there's just a lot of people getting busy. I just... Uh, it, to me, Pittsburgh, I don't... I don't understand what they're doing because you already have a placeholder there in Mason Rudolph. Why do you need to sign Mitchell Trubisky if you're not competing him as your starter? Because like, Mason Rudolph is trash. Yeah, and so is Mitchell Trubisky. So what's your point? <laughs> I would like Mitchell Trubisky over Mason Rudolph. Uh, that that's that's a strong debate there because they're both hot garbage. <laughs> so you, at least God. Mitchell Trubisky has won and taken a team to significance. Oh, it's significance. What is significance? You said what? Mr. Trubisky has brought them to significance? You mean when he, was carried, a little bit. when he was carried by no. that defense by Chicago to the playoffs? Yes. Yeah, with Khalil Mack. What? Yeah, no. and for, like, what? No, Mr. Trubisky's terrible. And you know what, Mason Rudolph, again, if you want to argue that Trubisky's better than Rudolph, sure, that's fine. You, you're just, you're bringing, uh, <laughs> you're bringing in another quarterback that, again, is a veteran that is not going to be your future at the quarterback position. Like, I just... Again, unless you think Mitchell Trubisky somehow that Mike Tomlin could get the best out of him, I just don't see what they're doing with this. You're bringing in trash for garbage. And guess okay. what the biggest thing about trash right, well, and garbage I'm gonna, is? I'm gonna they're finish, the same thing. I'm going to finish off this NFL segment with uh, some other notable signings that have happened. Uh, the Bills out there getting busy, as I said before, getting Von Miller. They also signed O.J. Howard with the assumption, I suppose, that Rob Gronkowski will probably come back to the Bucks because 
You know, you can't have Rob Gronkowski without Brady, yeah, et cetera. It's you know, yin yang thing. Yeah. Um, like Panthers pink. kind of trying to get busy. They uh, go out and get Xavier Woods. Uh, rest in peace to everything the Dallas Cowboys have tried to do because hot garbage. Uh, the Bengals are trying to do their best. They went out and they're, you know, they're going out. They're getting their, they're getting their pieces, getting, trying to get some uh, guards. Um, the Browns, of course, get Amari Cooper. <clears throat> Franchise tied um, David Njoku, big thing for them. Um, they're just trying to hold on for dear life and see what happens with the Jarvis Landry hunt and everything like that. And then, of course, Denver, obviously a team everybody needs to watch out for, obviously with the Russell Wilson trade. But also picking up Randy Gregory is pretty big for them. I mean, you're getting a good defensive uh, defensive rusher with Bradley Chubb on the other side. That's I already said that, Kevin. Why weren't you listening? Oh, my gosh. Crazy. Jeez. Doesn't feel good, does it, to be called out? Come on, man. No, nah, listen. There's been a lot of free agency signings. We got more. We got Julio Jones, Von Miller. Well, Von Miller just signed. Excuse me. Uh, Julio Jones, Bobby Wagner, among others, that need to be signed. This is a lot of free agency still to be happening, so we will be I talking about it over I cannot believe Timer Matthews still on the table. Yeah, for sure. My thing is, speaking of being called out, the Cowboys kind of were called out because they released a post. They, it's, a tweet, it's upsetting. They released a tweet saying it's that Randy Gregory so was signed back with the Cowboys when... Um, uh, well, VDE. He's, he's not. He, he's definitely, what they called him. He's definitely with Denver. So, yeah, but, but kind of speaking, Colin, what you were talking about, where do you think Julio Jones needs to go? I mean, he's a he's an All Pro player, wide receiver. I mean, we just don't know. We just don't know if he's of all time. We just don't know if he's All Pro worthy anymore. I mean, he's got a lot of injury injury past. That's true. I mean, I I think he it's could, just it's hard to judge like a wide receiver like that. It's like DeAndre Hopkins. We don't know if DeAndre Hopkins is going to be as productive this upcoming year as he has been in the past with injuries. It's yeah. just it's tough to bet on a wide receiver like that. So he may go somewhere. He's probably gonna be a lower level tier team, but yeah, what he's not he, gonna get a massive contract like he's wanting. I, I yeah. don't know. Maybe a good team because again, like you said, with his injuries and everything, and his play did fall off this past season. I True. think a, I think a, a good team might be able to get him for a bargain if he wants to sit there and just be like, you know what, I just want to win. Let me take it. I for mean, the he, cheap. yeah, he could go Chiefs. He could go. <sighs> he could go some contending teams, the, of course. Maybe now that Tom Brady's back, he goes to Tampa Bay. I mean, that's definitely a possibility. I mean, but you, you never know. You got Juju on the board. You got. I mean, I mean, you guys, so you still have some wide receivers on the table, uh, but I, you know, with everything that's been going on, a lot of trash franchises are trying to bring themselves to relevancy. I kind of like what Jaguars are doing. I kind of like what Doug Peterson is doing. You well, hold on. You're a fan of them paying what seventy four million dollars to Christian Kirk? No, I'm not. <laughs> are a, you kidding me? I'm not what? a fan of that. I'm just a fan. What? I'm just a fan of bringing in new guys. I, I, Do I think you, that Christian Kirk is a seventy four million dollar quarter or million dollar wide receiver? Absolutely. Or seventy two. Excuse me. Seventy two. Four years. Seventy two million. I don't believe that whatsoever. But you know, bringing in guys in general, especially after taking in ownership, is just it's a good thing to do to show your team and show your 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 fans that hey, we are trying our absolute best. Why seventy two million dollars to Christian Kirk? I don't think I'll ever understand it, but. Hey, hey, who knows? Listen, they're they're GM over there. Trent Maybe Balky. they know something we don't. He's he's not the greatest, and hopefully, you know, he can get out of there because Trevor Lawrence he deserves better. So hopefully, Trevor Lawrence can get the heck out of there. Oh my god! <laughs> and they just start over again. Yeah. I mean, they got the number one pick two years in a row. They used it on him, and that was 
still not good enough. We need to use it again. But, but somebody just, else. I just think it's interesting that Miami has been kind of been saying, hey, Tua is our guy. And then they're like, well, we're going to go get Teddy Bridgewater just in case. Yeah. I mean, so hey, do y'all t- think that that's like a, hey, we got a new starter or just light a little fire under? I think a little fire, honestly, because Teddy Bridgewater has been around the league for a long time. He's bounced around different teams. He is, in my eyes, he's like a, He's like a backup starter, really, or a starter backup. Like, like he's a fringe starter, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, he could start in this league, like on any team, really, and he can be fine because he has. Um, I think that you know, uh, if two is not playing well, then put Teddy in there, and I think you're going to be fine, or maybe even better. Yeah, honestly. no, I mean, it was a one year, six point five million dollar fully guaranteed deal that's worth up to ten million. Excuse me, with incentives, um, you don't pay that guy unless you have some potential that he could start for your football Ain't team. Ain't that the yeah. truth? And there's not many true. guys that can do that. And speaking of potential starters, it's kind of in the New York, kind of the same thing. They went out and they got Tyrod Taylor. I definitely think Tyrod Taylor is not a quarterback in this league that everybody's like, hey, I, that is the last guy I want starting for my team. You know, Tyrod Taylor has proven himself in the past to be worthy of taking a starting role somewhere in this season uh and so honestly for the giants this is good daniel jones has never had to fight for his spot and i think now he has to yeah absolutely 100 percent. he i'm not gonna say that the texans played wonderful and fantastic last year but tyrod taylor played his part he he played pretty good last year yeah and that's what i saw and that texans team was not expected to do much and tarod and you know, Lovey Smith and all those guys, they really did their part in trying to make the best out of that roster. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's just there's just a lot to happen. And I'm, I mean, I know we already touched on baseball, but with baseball free agency and NFL free agency and everything going on, it's like, woo, my Twitter is. Yeah, it's blown up. Going off, off the chain. It's yeah. off the charts. Every time I scroll on Twitter, it's like, new deal confirmed. New deal. Sources said, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. And I think the biggest, like, the the block that really broke the ice uh, was, I, I really got to say, the Russell Wilson thing. Just when, when he signed with Denver, everything kind of, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. I was about to say, because like, Aaron's first, and then the Russell then game Russ. news came out, and yeah. then everything then else. everything just, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it was like, okay, what's, what are the these two giants going to do first? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, trickle, 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 trickle down. So, I mean, literally, like I just said, I just got on Twitter, started scrolling, uh, Godwin ex- uh, agreed to an extension with the Bucks, a three-year, sixty million dollar court. Uh, Chris 60 Godwin. Mi- yeah, so I said, did I say that? You said Godwin. You just didn't say his first name, so I was just clarifying that's oh, Chris Godwin. Okay, I apologize. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he's a god. Sixty wins. million dollar. <laughs> god wins, man. You know? Yeah. No, listen, and yeah, congrats to him, Which especially is a coming big off pickup for them. Well, well, it's it's not even just it's just like the fact that he's coming off that injury, that mm-hmm. very serious injury. I'm so glad that he got paid. Yeah, well, of course, and and Bucks have <laughs> been talking about him in the past. He's a really good locker room guy. Anthony, I'm sorry, is there an issue? And Tom Brady's coming back. <laughs> oh man, come on, man, uh, man. Well, listen, we'll see how healthy Godwin can get. He's not going to start the season due to his injury, but. We'll wait and see. But, They're going to uh, be spray painting yeah. LFG all over that building. <laughs> Listen, I think if we talk about any more NFL and Tom Brady, Kevin's head might explode. So I don't even... I hate that I hate that y'all built up that persona. Listen, we're talking NBA here. Uh, we had a couple guys drop in not 10, not 20, not 30, not, not 40, not 40, not 50, not 50, 60. 60? 60 points. 60 points? Kyrie Irving 
and Carl Anthony Towns over the past couple of days have dropped 60-point outings for their respective teams. And it's kind of sparked a recent—well, it's kind of highlighted the fact that there's been a recent scoring surge in the NBA as of late. I just want to read out some just quick numbers between March 5th and March 15th. LeBron James scored 56 on March 5th. Jason Tatum, 54 on March 6th. Uh, Kyrie Irving, March 8th, he scored 50. Uh, James, uh, excuse me, LeBron James scored 50 points on March 11th. Kevin Durant scored 53 on March 13th. Carl Anthony Towns, March 14th, scored 60. And then March 15th, Kyrie drops 60 as well. Seven NBA, NBA games of 50 points or more, five different players. Just incredible. Like, Amen. that's insane. It's hooping season. Hooping season. Amen. Shout out to Jersey. First of all, Jersey's popping right now because both of them from Jersey as well. I mean, hey, they... Them Jersey boys, man. It's it's, it's, it's it's something about that Jersey Jersey weather up there, bro. Oh, yeah. It's Dropping a great 60. time to be a sports fan with everything we got going on. Yeah. NBA race is really eating up. Yeah. And I mean, it, well, it's getting time. Anytime it gets kind of after the all-star break and we're we're heading down to the the end of the regular season come playoff time, teams are trying to get into trying to get into form because they know it's about to be playoff time. So they're trying to gear into that mode. And some of these superstars, they just decided, yeah, I'm, I'm going to casually drop 50, 60 points. Yeah. No big deal. No, no biggie. No, no biggie. biggie. <laughs> you know, big ups for the Mavericks, though, um, beating the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, today. Kevin, you did highlight that earlier. Do you want to kind of plug that real quick? Yeah, I'll, I'll y'all complain about my, uh, <clears throat> y'all complain about my Mavs fandom and my bias. So I'll just throw it in there. Spencer Dinwiddie was the sign of, of the year for us. I mean, absolutely has been playing very good and like I wished for consistent. He has been playing very consistent and I love that. Um You mean now when you say sign, you mean trade trade of the year they for did the match. Yeah, I, yeah, I the trade <laughs> there was signing somewhere in there, so <laughs> he did say he, he did have to write He's on just the so excited line. he can't even like yeah, think I mean straight. that I mean that shot that he made was insane. See, I told y'all. I we mean did. Kevin Durant's shot was insane as well. I mean I mean he was completely crowded by two guys and drained it. Uh but Spen Spencer didn't we to make that with almost little to no time left was a great shot and just happy just happy for the Mavericks, one, to get that win, but just to move up into fourth and, you know, getting closer to that spot. Did they claim that spot? Uh, I'm gonna pull, I'm pulling up With ESPN right now because I knew you were going to ask you me know, that. You know. uh, it's loading. It's loading. Yes, the Dallas Mavericks are officially in fourth place over a half game ahead of the Utah Jazz for fourth place in the West. It's mm. not runaway, though, because that's a tough, tough, mm. tough few uh, stretch over there. You yeah. know, you, you know, when that trade happened, you know, mm -hmm. I know everybody was shocked. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, it's Spencer Dinwiddie and, you know, you know, Bratons, you know. Oh, Spencer Dinwiddie. Oh, he's lost a step. Oh, no, we don't know. Oh, my gosh. He was great with Brooklyn. But we don't know how. Y'all crazy for, yeah. for y'all thinking <laughs> that. Like, <laughs> Spencer Dinwiddie, guys, I literally said on this podcast, okay, Spencer Dinwiddie, he was just chilling with the Wizards, okay? Yeah, he was yeah. just like... Like, he literally just needed to be with a contender, and he's balling out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's been... it's I think it was a... It was a, it was a glove fit for... Uh, for the Mavericks, I mean, they needed him and he needed the Mavericks, and yeah, and all it's they going need. great. And then free agency, when free agency comes, oh, they're for sure a, some superstar is going to be looking at the Mavericks. It'd be like the first time in a while. Oh yeah, the Mavericks would get one yeah. if that's the case. Because you have Luca, Spencer, Dinwiddie, you have Jalen um, Brunson's balling. Brunson, they but if they oh they cannot lose him. Oh, I hope not. They well, cannot they, lose they, him. I thought they resigned him. 
They signed Bronson. Uh, yeah, they did. Oh, they signed him, I believe. So, yeah. hey, we don't got to worry about that. Um, but to just to recap, uh, Spencer Didwitty had 22 points. Obviously, that game winner against the Brooklyn Nets in the 113-111 win. Over the Nets, uh, 18 for the aforementioned Jalen Brunson. But it wouldn't be a Dallas Mavericks conversation if we didn't talk about Kevin's long-lost son. Mr. Luka Doncic. How would that be my son? I, I'm, I don't know. Somehow, he, the way you talk about him, listen, 37, 9, and 9, Luka Doncic. He's going to average a triple-double by the end of the year. What are, i got to pull up his numbers because it's, it's absolutely insane. He's averaging 28, over 9 rebounds, and just under 9 assists. So, I mean. So he's close. I mean, I, I don't know this late in the year if he if he— Maybe he just goes on an absolute assist and rebounding surge if I he mean, like really hunts for it. He is on he is a dark horse for that MVP spot, but that MVP race is getting really, really tight. Yeah. Here here's what changed. Here's what changed with the Mavericks. Okay. Jason Kidd needed Luca. Luca definitely needed Jason Kidd. Mm-hmm. Literally. But not change- only that, but we got skinny Luca. I mean, I, yeah, that's great, but I, I, I <laughs> there's nothing that Skinny Luca can't do. I definitely, I definitely put all this on Jason Kidd because Jason Kidd is a player's first coach, right? When he was with Giannis Antetokounmpo, his game completely changed, right? Um, you know, Giannis was a monster. He destroyed people on the court. You know, you know, most dominant Superman on the court right now, right? With Luca and Jason Kidd, um, it's like a match made in heaven. Luke is balling out of his mind right now. He's probably top six in MVP rating. The Mavericks are elite right now. Defense is on, you know, par right now. And, you know, I don't think it's going to be a first-round exit for the Mavericks when playoffs come. God, I hope not. So I'm going to ask you this. Yeah. Because you, you made some great points. Yeah. If Because uh, we've got the Kia NBA MVP ladder at the moment. Okay. Uh, we talked about before the show where Luka ranked. In your opinion, where should Luka be in terms of the MVP uh, conversation. Six. Six. I would still agree with six, like we said off air. Um, number one, Jokic makes sense. He just got 10K points. Uh, number two, it's okay, it's tied for number one because it's Jokic and Embiid. Okay. I mean, you know, Embiid's balling out of his mind and even not even losing, not losing a step when James Harden got there, mm-hmm. picking up another step, another level of eliteness um, and skill as well, especially uh, just playing right now. Um, I was gonna say playing against the Nets, but they lost against the Nets. Um, but they got but a dub. They elite. got a they got a dub tonight, though. That's true. They did get a dub tonight. Um, and then number three is, hmm, oh my gosh, I want to put Job there. Honestly, I really Ooh, do. Okay, I, wow. I, I do want to put Job there. Uh, okay, but I know it's Giannis <laughs> number right. three. Um, just because it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, and then number four is Ja. Number five is. You could you could easily put Demar there, and then number six I would put Luca. Okay, but Kevin? I would say I would say number five is between is it's between Demar and Luca. I would so say. you don't so it's you don't tied. put Jason Tatum in that race at all. I would say he's probably top ten because if he was doing that in the beginning of the season, okay, easily. but that same argument could be made for Luca. So where would you have Luca, Mister? So, I mean, Walker? I'd 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 have Luca at sixth, but I would have Jason Tatum at um. Like seven? No, I'd like have five. him at five. At five? And then I'd have Jaw at four. Okay. I, I can see that. I can see that. I mean, Jason Taylor's playing out of his mind. Well, listen, since we're doing the, uh, you know, are we allowed to say the the phrase, the bracket? Oh, yeah, we'll For hour two. We're, well, we're saving it for that. Hey, they say all publicity is good publicity, so if they want to... 
do sue us. a little podcast over here in Denton, Texas. I'm okay, I'm okay with it. So, do y'all want a little impromptu Cullen's list? Because I've kind of came up with my own little MVP ranking. Go ahead, bro. Oh, I mean, if you can fit it in real quick, let's hear it. Listen, at number five in the MVP. Don't uh, stretch it, though. N- no. Don't make it n- crazy, n- either. N- number five, I got Giannis. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Decent. At number four, I got Luka. Okay. I got number three, Jaw. Number two, Jokic. And number one, Joel Embiid. Okay. Okay. You kind of scared him for a little bit. You, you scared him for a little. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Listen, I, I think, it, listen, it, y'all being the Mavericks fans, I don't think you're giving Luka Doncic enough credit. Listen, I understand Spencer did what he has been balling, and he has been uh, one of the better trade acquisitions in terms of the whole NBA season and everything. <sighs> the fact that Luka Doncic, without really another consistent all-star, because Spencer did what he hasn't shown that level of play yet. The fact that he's got him, you know, four seed in the West, third best record, I want to say, since Christmas in the NBA, it's absolutely astonishing what Luca is doing right now. Now, again, does the beginning of the season hurt him a little bit? Yes, it does. Um, and we'll see kind of how the voters feel like it whenever they kind of gets to voting time. But I, to me, Luca absolutely deserves to be in that top five uh, conversation uh, along with John Morant because Jaw's absolutely been balling. He's been absolutely insane for the Memphis Grizzlies without, again, another consistent all-star presence with them. Um, but yeah, I, listen, Luca's. Luca's got potential to be a top three MVP finisher this season, which would be the highest finish he's had since he joined the NBA. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah I would say he, my it's just the late start. It's just yeah. a late start. If he had been balling like this the entire year, he'd probably be top three. My thing is top three should be Embiid, Jokic, and and Ja. Ja's been balling out of his mind this entire year. Yeah, I mean, it, there's just oh, there's just so many people. Yeah. I think now it's just we live in a day and age of and and, and I think there's there's a equal transition of bigs and small and, and guards because you know at times you know the bigs rule the MVP race and at times the guards do you know it was like Curry Harden and um, LeBron James I'm not saying LeBron's a guard but there's a there's always a transition between who's going to be MVP or not so. right okay yeah well that is going to do it for hour one but do come back for hour two of this jam-packed episode 16 we are going to be making our bracket predictions and filling out the bracket as a group for the fools on stools uh and we will also be talking about some north texas action um all basketball related in hour two so do come back do stay tuned it is going to be good uh but we got all that much much more so grab a stool be a fool see y'all later